Well, equities have come bouncing back in the United States after yesterday's sharp reaction to the U.S. inflation numbers. It seems everyone now is back to thinking these rises are temporary. So let's get beyond thinking about where we are now and look at where we will be. The U.S. jobless claims help with that thinking because they were less than expected. Uh, We'll also look at commodity prices today down a little bit. It's Friday, the 14th of May, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the currency markets are much calmer today. The US dollar is up a little more. Not much, though, and not much movement in the Aussie or the euro. The Aussie did get down to 77 US cents for a moment, but it's back up above 77.3 now. Uh, equities have quickly turned uh, to the upward direction. They've got a 1.7% gain in the Dow, one6 for the S&P 500, 1.1% for the NASDAQ. Uh, it's as though those CPI numbers never happened, isn't it, as far as uh, equities are concerned? Well, we did say yesterday that maybe the reaction was uh, a bit uh, over overreached. Uh, Bond yields have eased off three basis points off 10-year treasuries. German 10-year bonds have held at 0.12% and commodity prices are falling, almost 1% down for copper. Uh, Oil well down as well, perhaps helped by the uh, supply resuming through the colonial pipeline. Brent is down 3.4%. WCI is down 3.6%. Still, of course, the trend this year has been firmly up. So what difference a day or two makes uh, is uh, is open to question. But let's see what happened overnight and what the day will bring with NAB's David DeGaris, Director Economics for Markets in London. Uh, it seems when it comes to the impact of those inflation numbers, um, you know, all the work was done in a day. And for equities, you did say, didn't you, that it may have been an overreaction. It looks like investors heard you because they've bounced back firmly today. <laughs> well, it was curious, wasn't it, that... Mm. Um you know, we're talking about all those break-even inflation rates and how the market seemed to price that in sort of a transitory, and yet uh, equities took fright at that. So here we are, 24 hours on, Phil, to say equities are up. So just having a little bit of a, a rethink about uh, all of that after, you know, what seemed like a bit of a mortal blow yesterday. You know, it had, what, three days in a row when the market was down, and uh, that seemed to be that was certainly the pattern that carried through to APAC, evident in the London session this morning, US session open, bang, it's off again. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's a sea of green today. So whether the market's just had a bit of a rethink about that, whether it's the fact, you know, we've had news that the, um, the colonial pipeline is opening. So, um, you know, just, uh, it, you know, it's sort of like a, a by-play a, a measure as far as the equity market is concerned, but certainly yeah. hasn't hurt. And I just noticed on the, uh, the wires earlier, Phil, um, uh, head of the CDC, I think doing a press conference saying that Americans can dispense with masks and so forth. So just a little bit more. Um, yeah. I mean, the optic, optics of that is sort of like, you know, it's improving quite a lot. Yeah, so, and hence it's you know it's I mean it's a lot lots of cyclicals doing well, isn't it? Banks, utilities, industrials, but also you know some tech stocks are doing okay as well. I mean, Apple's up two point three percent, Microsoft is up one point one, Oracle's up two point one. You could say a lot of that, of course, is corporate tech. You know, Oracle does well because they're the big data. You know, make the big databases that sit in, mm-hmm. in companies, and mm-hmm. uh, and obviously Microsoft serving offices as well. So perhaps that's part yeah. Of I mean, I mean the, the cloud, you know, yeah. is very much part of that. Those stories, isn't it? Yeah. You said Apple up, what, 2.4%. The one that's just dragging the chain a little bit today is uh, Twitter. Well, that wouldn't be because it's a change of president or anything like that, would it? <laughs> and Tesla as well, down 2.4% because they said they're not going to accept cryptocurrencies for, for cars anymore. You can't pay with Bitcoin. Uh, so Tesla fell 2.4%, but Bitcoin fell about 5%. So uh, apparently uh, Elon Musk is worried about uh, Bitcoin using up too much power consumption because they use up the same amount of power as Sri Lanka 
apparently, to exist. Is that right? Is yeah. that right? <laughs> but you would have thought he would have known that before he uh, sort of like he, he <laughs> talked it up. But anyway, so yeah. So, but look, it's it's uh, th- th- that's all the good news, uh, mm. and uh, all it seems is it takes away from the Fed and bonds get back in check as well. I mean, they didn't move a great deal, but 10, 10 years down, a few basis points from closing yesterday, we had the Fed's Christopher Waller. Is it Waller or Waller? Never quite sure. But basically, Waller, Waller, Waller. I think. Waller. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I'll probably call him Waller next time. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically, saying you know all these headwinds, what everyone's been saying, you know, but he was he put it quite succinctly. I think inflation and jobs growth, it's all going to be sorted out uh, as uh, you know as the economy starts to bounce back and everyone gets back to work. Weak jobs, which we saw with the non-farm payrolls, and then uh, yesterday CPI, all just temporary. Yeah, I think um, you know what we're seeing. In the um, you, know, you know from the Fed speakers today, as you said, we've had uh, Chris Chris Waller, who's a Fed governor, and um, you know talking about um, he wants to see more job reports, you know, before mm-hmm. talking about tapering, and, and of course, you know, next couple of job reports are interesting because the market's already sort of thinking aloud about whether the uh, Jackson Hole meeting, which is usually held in uh, in August, whether it's going to be a face to face meeting this year, I'm not sure, but. Um, you know, will that be about the time that um, the Fed does think about tapering? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but not to overreact to, uh, you know, temporary inflation overshoots. He expects inflation to be above 2% this year and next year, but then come back to the, the target in 2023. So very much the message there of, um, you know, be patient. And um, I think it's interesting what's been happening in bonds today, feel uh, in, into the currency space as well. We have seen US bond yields pull back. And of course, that's been part, you know, we've seen the US dollar steady today after making some gains yesterday. But as you, you were saying earlier, uh, European yields have been steady to higher. So mm. we've seen, um, you know, bond yields a bit higher and we've seen Italian yields up. So whether that's a little bit of issuance indigestion. So we have seen, you um, uh, Italian Treasury issue seven and uh, ten year, I think, stock today, and their yields were up three or four basis points. And interesting, the US uh, Treasury issued thirty year paper today, um, and uh, yields were up, you know, three or four basis points uh, af- after that as well. So um, that issuance um, matter mm. is, is still around. You know, we're still running uh, big budget deficits here, but. Um, uh, you know, high yields usually associated with reopening, with growth too. So uh, that's well, let's, not necessarily let's, a bad thing. Now, let's have a look at those uh, those initial jobless claims because they are encouraging, aren't they, for the week of the 8th of May, down from 566,000 down to 473,000 new claims, which is better than expected. So what does this tell us about April's non-farm payrolls? Because, of course, that came in with half a million less new jobs than expected. This is telling us the very opposite. Well, uh, you, know, it, you know, it might be that just... The last jobs report was a bit of of an oddball out one. Now, we do know that um, the Bureau of Labor Statistics always has some issues with with measuring employment recovery, um, measuring employment recovery, you know, once economies are coming out of recessions, that might be part of it as well. So that we may well see revisions, you know, in in the period ahead. But, you know, all of the signs we're seeing on the US is, is that it's reopening. You know, we've seen again today that the uh, New York Fed's weekly economic index is suggesting year two GDP growth of around 12%. Yeah. Um, you know, all the other indicators, you know, that we've been talking about recently. So, okay, the jobs might, may be lagging a little bit, but um, 
let's just wait till we see a run of them and then make a judgment then. Yeah, well, that New York Fed economic index is sort of a mix of e- different economic indicators. Um, it is. The 13-week uh, moving average on that, it's, it's up fairly sharply since mid-March. Actually, it's, it's my rising, word, my word. Rising as sharply as it went down at the beginning of the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. curious then, this fall in commodity prices. Any theories on this? I mean, iron ore futures, for example, have come down almost 9% to $207. We're seeing mm-hmm. copper and oil down too. Well, oil part, partly could be because of the uh, the pipeline or maybe it's just the fact that they are coming off record highs of course in many cases as well i think i think that i think that was a big part of it so we just seen a bit of a rebalancing let's see what happens uh during the asia session today and uh into the european session tonight particularly as far as metals are concerned uh we did have the uh, the chinese premier Li Keqiang saying that you know the country needed to get a control of, uh, of commodity prices, and that did seem to take a little bit of wind out of the uh, the iron ore price yesterday, but um, steel prices and so forth remain very strong in China. Um, so, but let's let's just see. And, of course, we had volatile bond markets and equity and uh, equity markets yesterday, so that didn't help the uh, the reflation story just purely on a 20, on that 24-hour cycle. So... Let's just uh, let's see how things go in the next uh, 24 hours and into next week. Yeah. Well, we have more Fed speakers out today. Again, no doubt talking down inflation fears, a uh, bit of a worn record perhaps. But we also have U.S. retail sales, the uh, University of Michigan consumer sentiment. So what's the expectation for those two? So uh, retail sales. So this is the report for April, Phil. Um uh, listeners might recall the March number was very, very strong, just as the January one was uh, after the earlier stimulus checks. And, of mm. course, we had the $1,200 checks. Uh, quite a lot of those uh, found their way into households in March. In fact, some of them weren't received until April, but the market thinks that uh, retail sales be up another 1% after the, what was it, 9.8% growth in, uh, in in March. So I think the, the upside there is... Um, what we've got to think about, and also the consumer sentiment uh, numbers today for uh, the early survey for May. So the market is expecting that to increase a little bit. But unlike in uh, economies like Australia, you know, where uh, consumer sentiment is already well above average, in the US, the uh, the recorded measures are actually below their long-term averages, which is a little bit surprising given what's what's happening. Mm. But so maybe we will see a bit of a correction there, but uh, correction higher, that is. The market's expecting a rise to 90.2 from 88.3, Phil, oh. and also the um, – the the, uh, the inflationary expectations yeah, that's what I was say. of that yeah. yeah. So are we expecting that to? Because you know, given all the talk lately, uh, I mean, what was it? Two point seven percent last time. Could we well, see it was. Is yeah, it gonna, which is quite high. Is it going to go up even higher? Well, the survey would predate uh, what happened yesterday, of course. Um, and I don't know that um, readers of USA Today care too much about in, <laughs> inflation news, but. Um, Probably watch what's happening at the pump, but of course, those in the east be seeing fuel shortages and so forth. You know that might might well play into that figure, perhaps yeah. for for those for those people. But um, is it going to be still two point seven or a little bit higher than that? We'll see. All right, and uh, New Zealand's PMI this morning as well, and industrial production for the US as well. Uh, but I think that'll do for now. Good to talk again. Have a great weekend. We'll say we'll talk to you next week sometime. Well, do Phil, you too. All the best. And that is the morning call for this Friday morning, and of course for the weekend. I hope you have a great weekend as well, and you'll join us again on Monday morning for NAB. I'm Phil Dobby. See you next week.